Alright, so we'll say good morning, good morning. Let us begin today. We have the incredible schos, Amir Tashem, to begin. Perek Chof Aleph, chapter 21 in Mesilas Yesharim. We are still continuing in the topic of Chasidos. This particular chapter is titled Bedarche Kinios HaChasidos, in the manner in which we acquire the need of Chasidos. So, say, so by now, we are well acquainted with the style of the Ramchal, where the Ramchal introduces us to a particular midah, to a particular attribute, quality, then tells us, qualifies the quality a little bit, and then ultimately again explains how to acquire that particular quality. So now again, as we've gone described what is Chasidos, after we've described what is Chasidos, we focused on um, what he called the Mishkala Chasidos, qualifying ultimately again what is actual Chasidos, and now again, how do we acquire the Midah? So right, Salaam Chal. Hine, the way or the thing that allows us to acquire chasidus in a most acute fashion is what he calls godal hestaklus verofis boninos. Literally, looking and introspection. Look, look, hestaklus is looking, introspection. Such is the same thing. So, really, what allows me to become a chasid is a sense is becoming an introspective individual. How so? When a person begins to contemplate the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the complete nature, the completeness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the completion of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and then on the other hand, the person contemplates, And then I contemplate the contrast between myself and the Ribbon Shalom. So step one says, Daimchal is contemplation of the greatness of God, the awesomeness of God. What's my entire purpose in life, my entire essence, my entire tachlis, my entire job is to come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So then I contemplate God's greatness. I contemplate where I am currently holding and I recognize what? The enormous gulf between where HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, where I currently am, and now this incredible gulf that I have to traverse, this incredible space, this incredible gap that I have to bridge. He goes on, And I will say, what does that create? That creates a sense of awe and trepidation. Now I realize again how much I have to do, how much I have to accomplish, how much distance I have to make up. And it fills me with an incredible sense of awe. So I'll say that's step one. That's step one. Step two. I then begin to think complete. I begin to contemplate all of the great things that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does with us. And the great love that Hashem has for Kalad Yisrael. And ultimately, how close, how close the Yisharim are to him, those who are straight are to him. The greatness of Torah and So again, so step one is contemplation of the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Step two is the contemplation or hisponinos of where I currently am and how much distance I have to bridge in order to come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Step three is then contemplation of the great things that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, all the chasadim, all the chasad, the kindness that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does for me. Included in that is the incredible love that He showers upon me, upon Klal Yisrael, 
Step four, step five, ultimately again is the greatness of Torah and mitzvos. And when I contemplate all of these things, says Zamchal, what's the net result? Vadai, shetislahit bo ava'aza. The result of all of this is boninus. The result of all of this contemplation is that a person will be ignited with an incredibly intense fire of love. The yivchar and I'm going to want to cling to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Kibir also shabari Baruch Hu lanu laav mamish umirachim alinu keav abanim. Because I will say, after all this contemplation, what a person will realize is that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is mamish like a father to us, and He literally loves us like a father, has compassion upon us like a father. Yisorer bo behemshech. It ignites within me a reciprocal desire for connection. Just like a father is fundamentally connected to his children. And a father wants to do good for his children. A father wants to take care of his child. So what happens? When the child becomes old enough and mature enough to recognize everything the father does for him, what happens? It ignites within the child a desire to connect with the father. He says, It ignites within me the desire to bestow good upon my father. Because again, when a son becomes fully cognizant of all that his father does for him, it ignites within him a reciprocal desire to bestow good upon the father. So Rebbe is really an incredible piece. What Ramchal is, is highlighting over here, at least in this first part, is the pathway to Hasidus is not necessarily paved in an actional fashion, but rather it's paved through contemplation, through his boninus, through the contemplation of the greatness of God, the where HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, where I am, this enormous gulf that I have to traverse in order to come close. But yet, despite that gulf, everything that Hashem does for me, all the good that He bestows upon me, all of the chesed, the fact that He gives me Torah and mitzvot as, a vehicle, as, ve- as vehicles of self-actualization, of growth, of closeness, what it, what's the, the net result of that? is I'm overwhelmed by the love that my father has for me. And now that I see the love that my father has for me and the good that he showers upon me, it ignites within me a desire for reciprocity. He does so much for me, bestows so much upon me, I want to give something back. I want to do something for him. The same way, again, that the father bestows upon the son, the son has a desire, desire to bestow upon the father. So we'll say so again, but we're describing this contemplation as if it's something easy and just occurs on its own. Rambam says, in order for this contemplation to occur, what does contemplation require? So there's a couple of things contemplation requires. Number one, time, time. Number two. Being alone with yourself, right? They will say you can't contemplate and check your email. At this, right? It doesn't. It doesn't. Right? It doesn't work. You can't contemplate and tweet, right? It doesn't. In other words, this is probably one of the hardest things for us, right? His boninos requires his bodidus. Contemplation, his boninos requires his bodidus. His bodidus means being alone with oneself. As we read over here, she's bodid You have to be alone with yourself in your room. 
doesn't have to be in your room. It could be wherever you want. But Lamaisa, just to be alone with yourself. V'yikbots kol madao usfunas. Listen to these words. You have to collect. You have to collect your understanding and your insight. El histaklus ve'elaiyun bidvar ma'amiti ma'ila. You have to collect your wisdom and your insight to look at, to look in depth at these things that we're discussing. Well, so what is he referring to over here? Focus. You need two things. His bodidus, a little bit to carve out some time to be alone with yourself, and focus. Focus on this, on what we just read. To focus on these words, to focus on these concepts. The greatness of Hashem, where Hashem is, where I, where I am, the gulf I have to traverse, the chasadin that Hashem does for me, both in the form of chasad as well as in the form of Torah and mitzvah the idea that He's my Father does so much good. I'm a son. I want to reciprocate. These concepts are not complicated, says Zeramchal, but you need to carve out time to think about them and focus on them in order for them to truly make a difference in your life. Vihine, vadai. She has rov David. this is so beautiful. What could help with this process of his bodidos and his boninos? Being alone with oneself and being a bit contemplative. What could help with it? Tehillim. Tehillim. The recitation of Tehillim. He says, What would help with this is spending a good amount of time. Now, hasmada and ion literally means in-depth learning. So Remchal is not saying that you have to like learn up Tehillim. Once again, Hasmada and Iyun means Hasmada means to become, to, to habituate oneself, something consistent. And Iyun means to devote yourself to it. contemplation about them. About the words and about their topics. I will say the truth is, the great power of Tehillim, the great power of Tehillim, I will say, I think most people, when they say Tehillim, how much of Tehillim do you understand when you actually read it? Almost nothing. Almost nothing. Now, okay, almost nothing is a bit of exaggeration. But the idea is, because Tehillim is poetry. Right? It's David Amalek's poetry. So often, again, it's written in a way that just reading it without a translation, without Rashi, without something, is very difficult. The beauty of Tehillim is even without understanding one word of it, it has a cathartic effect on who and what you are. There is something about David Melech's words that by definition soothes the soul and just puts me in a different state of mind. So Chal says, Saint Tehillim is a very powerful tool for his boninos. Again, his bodidos requires you to carve out some time, requires me to carve out some time of being alone with myself. But once I carve that out, Tehillim can be a very powerful tool for his boninos. He goes on, he says, Because Tehillim itself is filled with Tavra Malach's love, his awe and trepidation. It's filled with chasidos. When you contemplate Tehillim, this is so beautiful that Ramchal says almost like the net effect, just the net effect of reading Tehillim. Tehillim itself is filled with so much love of Hashem, so much awe and reverence of Hashem. 
And ultimately, again, Tillam itself is filled with Tavra Melech's aspirational desires to become a chassid. So the words of Tillam itself reflect so many of the dynamics that we are learning about. The chain. So we'll say, so that's step number one. Step one it's for the acquisition of, to acquire the meat of chassidus. So step number one is his bonin. Well, step number one is his bodidus. During his bodidus, his boninus. What's so beautiful? What's another tool? Reading stories of Hasidim. Now, I will say this doesn't have to read. This doesn't have to mean like the way we think about Sipuri Hasidim, right? It could be. It could be. But it's also reading stories about people who were Hasidim, who personified this midah that we are learning. There's something to reading stories of great people. When you read stories of great people, they awaken within you. See, when you, when you learn something, so sometimes learning remains in the abstract. When you go ahead and you learn stories of people, and the stories show you how people lived, so many of these ideas and the ideals that we are discussing, it takes concepts from the abstract and ultimately plugs them into reality. So it says Ramchal, reading Sipuri Hasidim, reading stories of great people, could absolutely be tremendously beneficial in helping us to acquire this Midezah. So we'll stop over here for today. So what Ramchal leaves us with is that in order to acquire the Midezah of Hasidus, number one, his Bodidus, carving out time to be with ourselves. Number two, during that his Bodidus, ultimately contemplating in his, or contemplation, his Boninus. What am I contemplating? All of the things that Ramchal spelled out over here. Number three, recitation of Tehillim. Number four, Sipuri Hasidim. So we'll stop over for today. Wake up in Merit Hashem with this prayer tomorrow. Shkoyach.